Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast Microcast Edition. I am Ryan Warmly, joined today by Derek Brown, Debro. We are running through some high upside, must-have running backs that you want to be drafting this season. Before we jump in, everybody, remember to nail your drafts with our cheat sheet creator at fantasypros.com slash sheet. Instantly transform rankings from your favorite experts into your own custom cheat sheets and create tags to highlight your must-have players, targets to avoid, and more. It works perfectly with both mock and real drafts on Draft Wizard. Again, it's our cheat sheet creator at fantasypros.com slash sheet. Debro, we're going 10 to 1 here, so give me your number 10 high upside must-have running back. First guy I got to go with here, Worm, Rashad Penny, baby. And we know the talent's real. We've seen him just reel off year after year of, of insane tackle-breaking efficiency. Like over the last two seasons, he's been over 4.0 yards after contact per attempt, airdropping him into the Eagles' offense. The red zone rushing attempts are going to be there. This team was top two in both red zone rushing rate and red zone rushing attempts per game. I mean, look, if Miles Sanders can pull off a top 24 finish at the running back position, I think that is firmly in the range for Rashad Penny. All we need, and I know it's a big if, Worm. Yeah. All we need is health. Health to comply. I I don't want to disparage anybody because I know it takes a lot of toughness to be in the NFL, but like over under nine and a half games this season from Penny, what are you taking? Please, please give me the over. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of, please. of please and wish casting that I'm hearing. Let's let's move to your number nine. All right. Next guy up here. And I'm not going to stop singing his praises. Roshan Johnson. If you're taking one of these guys out of these ambiguous backfields for me, Chicago, it's got to be Roshan. All of the signals this offseason, whether it's been Khalil Herbert, them signing Deontay Foreman as soon as they could drafting Roshan Johnson. This run game scheme, and people can go check out the mock draft we did with Brett Coleman. He illuminated all of this, is that I think they're going to change to an inside zone gap scheme, and that's going to perfectly fit Roshan, who is easily the best pass blocker amongst this group. And we want to talk about tackle breaking metrics. The guy's been insane. I know limited sample sizes, but over the last three seasons, For all collegiate running backs with at least 80 rushing attempts, he's ranked 11th, 21st, and 14th in yards of contact per attempt. All he needs is playing time, Worm, and I think he's got the talent to earn it. Similar question that I would ask with Penny, I would apply here, which is in an offense with a quarterback that likes to run the ball, how much do you trust him to get enough of a volume? Because he's not going to get the checkdowns because Justin Fields won't check down. He's just going to take off in the red zone. You have a quarterback as a guy who's going to vulture those goal line carries. What do you make of that for, for really both guys? I mean, then we're just talking about, okay, well, if the checkdowns are not going to be there, then he just needs the playing time and the volume. And if we believe in the talent, I mean, I, I'll go right back to Miles Sanders. What did he do in a good offense? Red zone opportunities. He was a top 24 running back. I'm not saying that that's definitively what Roshan can or will do, but can he sneak into that top 24 if they give him the work? Yes, he absolutely can. And we're talking about Chicago's improved on all sides offensively. Offensive line, their blocking is going to be better. They have better weapons. They're going to move the ball. They're going to score more points. So really, this is not only a bet on Roshan, but also a bet on the Bears being better. Number eight. Has to be former Bear, David Montgomery. We just saw what Jamal Williams did. Hip thrust, swag and all, all of those touchdowns. I'm not telling you that David Montgomery is going to score 15 plus touchdowns. 
But I again, certainly hope you're not gonna, telling us that. <laughs> I, I can't I can't put that on David Montgomery. Like for me, if one of these guys is going to be the red zone hammer, it's going to be David Montgomery, though. And as much shade as we've thrown at him in previous seasons for what he hasn't done, we also need to talk about what he has done. And last year, 12th in elusive rating, 22nd in yards per route run. He he is also going to work in the passing game. I'm not telling you he's going to be the predominant guy like Jameer Gibbs, but if we're going to want a part or piece of the Detroit Lions offense, which, again, second in red zone scoring attempts per game, and I think they're going to be in that top 5-10 conversation again this year, Dave Montgomery is the guy that I want at cost, and I think that he has top 24 upside as well. Give me your next running back. Well, I know everybody's probably tired of hearing about this, but he's been in the headlines considering what, what we saw unfortunately happen to Naheem Hines being out for the season. James Cook is a guy that I was preaching his praises before the Hines injury, and I'm not going to stop now. I, I, I want to draft him everywhere I can. And again, I just talked about the Lions. James Cook is the discount version of Jameer Gibbs. We're talking about a slightly undersized back. He's a runway back. He's going to make his hay in the passing game and with his explosive runs. But we we saw when he was on the field last year, he did that worm. He was first in breakaway rate, 19th in elusive rating. He was ninth in yards per route run. And I get that maybe Josh Allen doesn't check down as much as Jared Goff does, but he did check down more last year. They need a way to sit here and beat cover two and beat these own coverages. So, we could point to Dalton Kincaid in that. We can also point to using more James Cook in the passing game. I want what could be the all-world back, because Damian Harris, while he is serviceable, he is not a savant in the passing game. James Cook could take this backfield over, and all we need is 14, 15 touches. I'm not talking about rushing attempts. Touches per game. With the touchdown equity in this offense, you'd be the guy that considering be winning people leagues this year, Worm. Let's move to your number six, who is, of course, my favorite player on the list. Uh, of course, man. I got to sit here and give some love to J.K. Dobbins. And again, we're talking about the injury risk and stuff like that. Look, it's baked into where he's going in drafts. So I want to draft a ton of J.K. Dobbins. The talent is through the roof, man. I mean, when we saw him last operating with two healthy legs, he was top 12 in yards after contact per attempt, breakaway rate and elusive rating. I think that he is going to be the lead back, unquestioned lead back for Munkin's offense. And the Ravens, I mean, dude, just pick your part or piece. They're going to like light the league on fire with scoring this year. So the running back of that offense, damn right, I want him. If I were to lay out the devil's advocate case for Dobbins it, against him, it would be a, he's got the Russian quarterback. So again, you know, I know that Greg Roman's offense didn't lend itself to a lot of screens, but again, a guy that's probably not going to check down even with the new contract. B, he looked kind of funky running last year when he came back. I mean, from that midseason surgery, he was very effective, but it looked like he wasn't fully healthy again yet. So there's always that question. C, he wants a new contract, and so I don't think he's going to hold out, but there is some like, well, maybe he doesn't play all training camp, get used to Munkin's offense. And then D, the fact that we're going to Munkin is a great is great news for every Ravens fan, for every fantasy fan, for this offense as a whole. But Greg Robin, the one thing he's elite at is designing a running game. So maybe the running game design isn't as strong. So I love J.K. Dobbins. I traded for him for in like every dynasty league this offseason. I think he's mm -hmm. going to be a monster. But there actually are a couple different red flags against him. Do any of those stand out to you as reason for concern? I mean, I think that the the target expectations is a real thing and stuff. Now, I, I will push back about like 
as far as the efficiency of the running game, we can also point back to Lamar, and we know that his legs are also going to help J.K. Dobbins in this rushing attack with RPOs and such. So I'm not worried about the efficiency taking a dip. I think the biggest things that you're looking at as far as, you know, we can point to maybe the camp and the health stuff, but for me, I think a lot of this is already baked into his price. Like, he's basically being priced at where he was in previous seasons when we were talking about Greg Roman limiting him to you know, 12 to 15 carries. And really he just ran hot on touchdowns. That's not how this backfield is going to operate this year. I think it's going to be him and somebody to spell him, but we're not going to see it split into three different ways. Like we saw previously, and that's not even counting Lamar. So you could have said like under Greg Roman is split four ways. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer, Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, anyone who knows me knows how much I love my first place Baltimore Orioles. And even though I don't live back east anymore, I'm still going to a game in San Diego next month. I also, just a few weeks ago, went to my first concert at Red Rocks. It was the Bare Naked Ladies. They were awesome. And of course, football games are so close to being back in our lives. The best way to get tickets to any of these is on Game Time, the fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S. for last-minute amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite baseball team, band, or comedian. Download Game Time. Again, it's not just sports. July means huge summer concerts and comedy shows all across the country, and Game Time has your tickets. Download the Game Time app and redeem code FANTASYPROS for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the Game Time app and enter code FANTASYPROS for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download Game Time today and enter code FANTASYPROS for last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Debro, we're into the top five. All right, baby. Number five has got to be Aaron Jones. I get he's not as young as he once was, but this is still his backfield, and he is still rocking along with awesome efficiency metrics. So I think he still has another RB1 season in the tank. He was RB11 in fantasy points per game, top 12, and basically every elusivity metric I care about. And the only reason he's being discounted right now in drafts is because people's fear of Jordan Love. This ground game is still going to be good. Jordan Love is not nearly as mobile as people think he is. So checkdowns and the passing game are still going to be a big part of what Aaron Jones does. RB1 at a discount? Oh, yeah. Got to be in the top five. Give me your number four, a guy who before the last <laughs> month of the season last year burned a lot of people. And we have talked a lot about this offseason. We have, and I'm not going to get off the train, baby. Cam Akers season, choo-choo, let's go. I mean, all we've seen over parts and pieces of seasons is the promise and the upside for Cam Akers. This is the year he puts it all together. And you talked about last year, Worm. Weeks 10 through 18 last year, 7th in PFF elusive rating. If we zoom in further, after week 13, he was the RB6 in fantasy points per game. He got 100% of the team's carries inside of the 10-yard line. What's changed? What, what What's changed? Oh, that's right. Matthew Stafford's coming back. Oh, that's right. Cooper Cup is going to be playing. Oh, that's right. He's going to have a healthier offensive line and not a broken offense. Okay. So, yes, Cam Akers can be an RB1. Got to be inside the top five. 
I remain unconvinced that this will happen, but I am convinced that it could happen. And obviously the, the upside is there for acres. Give me your number three. We're again, we're talking about, we want volume. And I think that again, we're looking at this offense in more of the realm of like what, we, what they did last year, which is really nothing. They were terrible, but we have all types of changes that are revolving around Damian Pierce. We need to understand he can be an RB one this season. I am not worried about Devin Singletary and nobody should be. Damian Pierce is an underrated pass catcher. He excelled at, at that in college in both pass protection and as far as how he was utilized in the slot and out wide. I think we're going to see more of that this year. I think he's the unquestioned RB1 on this offense. And he was the RB16 in expected fantasy points per game last year. So you're telling me inside of a better offense, he's going to get similar volume. And he was one of the best running backs in the NFL. Like he was ninth in yards under contact per attempt. So yes, I feel like if this was another season of maybe we weren't so low or and the stink wasn't so much around Houston, or maybe we didn't hate running backs as much as people do in fantasy nowadays, there would be a lot of buzz around Damian Pierce. And I, I don't understand why there's not, but I'm going to keep drafting him. Yeah, he's number three. I think if this team had anything other than Houston Texans on their jerseys, that people would mm -hmm. be a little more interested in them. I've said all summer how much I adore CJ Stroud. I just really think he raises the level of this offense, even in year Agreed. one, more than people are giving them credit for. And Pierce will reap benefits from that in terms of touchdowns. Give me your number two guy. Again, going from one stinky offense to another smelly one. Uh, we're going to talk about Ramondre Stevenson this year. And, Look, I have been talking about Ramondre for years and years and years. The talent is real with this guy. I mean, he was first in yards after contact per attempt. He had 12 games with at least 60% of the snaps. In those games, 18 touches per game, 122 total yards. Bill O'Brien, in his last five years of leading an NFL offense, has leaned on one running back. So you can miss me with all these Ty Montgomery blurbs and all that kind of crap just floating out there. Ramondre is going to be the lead back. Bill has used a guy, whether it's been 58% of the opportunities or even as high as 73% of the opportunity share for O'Brien previously, Ramondre is going to be the engine for this offense. No, they're not going to go pass heavy with Devontae Parker and Mike Gusecki. They're going to run the damn ball and Mondre is going to benefit. At number one, we have your <laughs> RB1 in rankings this season rb1 overall baby league winner du jour put the king hat on him the crown it is time to wear it tony freaking pollard baby i love tony pollard just love him man like i don't understand why people are so hesitant all the oh z goes back to dallas so oh, we don't know if they're gonna give him the volume the only thing is we've seen him garner the volume whenever he has been the starter We've also seen elite efficiency out of him. He was the RB8, and yet with that happened with where he didn't even garner over 50% of the snaps. He was at 50.9%. He didn't even have over 50% of the opportunities. Both of those things are changing, and I'm not telling you he's going to be an 80% snap player. Give him 65% of the snaps. Push both of those up. He's going to play in the passing game, and he's not losing freaking red zone work to Malik Davis, Ronald Jones, or whoever we want to sit here and conjure up to shade Tony Pollard. People have wanted him as a lead back for years. Now we finally get it, and I'm not shying away at all. 
Quick recap here, 10 to 1, Rashad Penny, Roshan Johnson, David Montgomery, James Cook, J.K. Dobbins, Aaron Jones, Cam Akers, Damian Pierce, Ramondre Stevenson, and one Tony Pollard. He is Debro. I am Ryan Warmly. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys again next time. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Pros Football Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Pros and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros.